0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
1: When will Ben Simmons be ready to join the Nets on the court? The figure skating controversy rocking the Olympics. Plus, what NFL team could go all in and win like the Rams? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found.
0: Let's start with the biggest story.
1: It was the first time we saw the Brooklyn Nets post James Harden trade with the pieces from the James Harden trade. Seth Curry and Andre Drummond on the floor and Ben Simmons on the court but not playing. They take care of the Kings 109-85. Joining me now from Locked on Nets, Adam Armbrecht and Adam this is not the team that we are going to expect to see come playoff time. Theoretically, Kevin Durant is going to be healthy for that, and Kyrie Irving will uh, be somewhere. We are, we are not sure exactly where, depending on the venue of the playoffs. Uh, but what is right now your
3: outlook for this team that sits eighth in the East? A dominant force to be reckoned with against the <laughs> Sacramento Kings. Listen, it's you can't. <laughs> Overstate what you get from this game or understate it. Yeah, you, you know, you have to go down the middle of this thing. It's really nice that the Brooklyn Nets and Sean Marks pushed to get Seth Curry in this deal for James Harden. And you see why. When you look over this roster, and especially in a game when you don't have Kyrie out there, you see a player who, by the way, started as a G League scrub and really worked at his craft as the other Curry brother to get to a point where he is an active facilitator. He is a shot creator that can work off the dribble. He's obviously a perimeter threat on a night-in, night-out basis, but he does represent the ability for this team to start to move in the direction of pace, of transition basketball, and clearly fills out a very big need for the Brooklyn Nets now without James Harden and still without Joe Johnson. Uh, Joe Johnson, We all wish we could have Joe Johnson, Joe Harris even as well. Uh, They need players like this on this team in order to effectively, first and foremost, stem the tide until Kevin Durant gets back, until potentially Kyrie can play all games, and until Ben Simmons gets acclimated and gets ramped up for basketball activity. So whether or not it's the Kings or any other team, these two players, and specifically we saw Curry tonight, give you an opportunity to win these games. Something for the last 11 (laughs) leading up to this one, Brooklyn Nets fans did not have a strong sense of. With
1: absent a lot of information, this is a difficult question to answer, but what are you taking away from seeing Ben Simmons with the team on the sidelines? There were some, you know, there were uh, one or two trash takes that went viral on Twitter that that everyone was dunking on. But But what are you taking away from seeing Ben Simmons, who we haven't seen all season in Philly, actually being with his new teammates on the sidelines, even if he's not playing?
3: Yeah, listen, there's some speculation that Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons had been in contact with one another prior to the trade going down, tampering aside, and that this was going to be a move that was welcomed by Ben Simmons. You can't make this trade without assurances that Ben Simmons is going to be ready to get on the court and play for Brooklyn. We know that there's the mental health piece, and it's not something that you can just off-the-cuff speak to someone's legitimacy or otherwise. But if you felt like you were not wanted, that... People did not have faith in you and that you were essentially a secondary or third consideration in Philadelphia. It could go a long way to be traded for by a team that says, hey, we want you to be here in the short and long term, and we believe that you can help us win a championship this season. So Ben Simmons getting onto the, the bench there tells you that he's ready he shot around before this game, obviously, and it's just a matter of when he'll be physically ready to step onto the court and start contributing for this team going forward over the next 25 to 30 games of the regular season.
1: Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen of the day. Coming up, the figure skating controversy, rocking the Olympics. That's next.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: It's never an easy night to defend Steph Curry, and the Clippers had their hands full on Monday.
4: What is going on, Clips fans? Chuck Blackwood here, one half league hosting you over at Lockdown Clippers, coming at you after the Clippers take care of business against the Warriors 119-104. Terrence Mann gets the 25 points. He ties his regular season career high. He's been phenomenal the past couple of weeks, added a handful of boards and assists too, and was pestering the Warriors on defense. You absolutely love to see it. Reggie Jackson almost with a triple-double uh, with 18 points. He has turned his play around, it was a little low earlier, but now the Reggie roller coaster is nothing but up. Robert Covington showed in this game that the Clippers pretty much have to retain him. He fits in with the whole wing stop model that the Clippers are going for. We survived an intense Steph Curry first half. We'd seen that happen recently against another very good point guard. Thankfully, the rest of the Warriors couldn't get anything done against this Clippers defense. And Evita Zubat with an assertive performance on both sides of the ball down low. You love to see the big guy playing well. This was maybe the most juiced that the Clippers offense has had all season, and this was without Norm Powell and without Luke Kennard. The vibes are great, uh, as they have been for most of this year, and the Clippers now just have to face the Phoenix Suns the day after beating the Warriors. So, it's on to Phoenix.
1: After a two-year ban for violating the NBA and NBA Players Association anti-drug program, guard Tyreek Evans has been reinstated to play in the league. Evans, who is now 32, is eligible to begin negotiating with teams immediately and can sign a contract as soon as Friday at noon East. Evans has averaged 16 points, 5 rebounds, and 4.5 assists in 594 career games. The defending champion Milwaukee Bucks are slipping in the Eastern Conference standings, but could they pull it together without Giannis last night against the Blazers?
5: What's up, everyone? Kane Pittman here from Locked On Bucks. And Milwaukee just get blown out at home by the Portland Trailblazers. Not a great night for the Bucks, particularly on the defensive end. And this is going to continue to be a talking point between now and the postseason, particularly after the All Star break as we do turn the corner for the end of the regular season. No Giannis tonight. So obviously, you when you don't have Giannis out there, defensively particularly, the Bucks are going to lose something. Uh, but we did see the first appearance of Serge Barker in a Milwaukee uniform. He certainly started the game pretty well in the first quarter. Looked like he was getting up and down the floor okay. But this is going to be the challenge for the Bucks: How does Serge Ibaka fit into this team? Does he help them defensively when Giannis returns to the lineup? Uh, how do those two play together? And we got an injury update on Brook Lopez from Bucks GM John Horst earlier in the day. So we're going to be talking defense on the post-game show tonight, as well as some more bigger-picture Sergio Barker stuff. So make sure you join us for that show wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.
1: Major League Baseball asked for the ability to eliminate hundreds of minor league playing jobs in its latest labor effort to the MLB Players Association. The potential roster trimming was part of a 28-point package on transactions that included a proposal to limit the number of options Four times a player can be returned from the major leagues to the minor leagues in one season to five. Currently, teams hold unlimited options on qualifying players within a single season, allowing the shuttling of some between AAA and the majors. Did a robbery happen in the NHL on Valentine's Day? The Calgary Flames are in second in the Pacific Division, and they may have just secured their spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Tyler Toffoli is
0: a Calgary Flame. Stanley Cup champion, Tyler Toffoli, who has won with Daryl Sutter in the past. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of Locked On Calgary Flames, and the Flames essentially gave up nothing in exchange for this key piece to their successful playoff run. Tyler Toffoli is a Calgary Flame, and adding him to your roster is just, it's huge, you know you're getting someone who provides offense in times of need he can play with the big boys and he has a nice history and is a veteran presence that will fit wonderfully in this young locker room that is truly making a run for the Stanley Cup now and I could not be more excited and I'm in shock and we're gonna talk more about this Today on Locked On Flames, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube. And I'll see you there.
1: Here's what to look for coming up on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your football all year round. We're gonna look at the teams who could win the Super Bowl next year. What are the odds? Not for the 2022 Super Bowl, but for the 2023 Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs sit at the top at seven to one. The Dallas Cowboys. Are a team that could try an all in move. They're 14 to 1. And how about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Assuming Aaron Rodgers is in the building, we assume this bakes in some uncertainty that Rodgers will be back. They are 16 to 1. Looking toward the lower half of teams with the potential to go all in over the next few years and wins, the New Orleans Saints, 40 to 1, the same bet online odds for the Philadelphia Eagles. At the bottom of the list, yeah, you probably could have guessed it, the Detroit Lions. And the Houston Texans each at 150 to 1. For all your sports, news, and scores, Bet Online has you covered. Bet Online, where the game starts.
0: Here is another story you need to know.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you probably went pretty hard at your Super Bowl party on Sunday. I know I did. Pizza, wings, fries boneless wings, bone-in wings, um other other starters, we had mac and cheese bites. This week, maybe you want to eat a little healthier? Maybe you want to, you know, put some better stuff in your body, but you still want to eat things that taste great. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar, they're all covered in 100% chocolate, yet they're low calorie, high protein. They're they're low in net carbs, low in sugar. They're delicious, but they're still fuel for your body. And when you go to built.com, you get 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. 15% off at built.com with the promo code LOCKED15. In a truly bizarre story, an arbitrator ruled that a suspension after a positive test for 15-year-old Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva will not prevent her from continuing to compete nor vacate the competitions she has already completed. Why have the rules? We are going to ask Erica Ayala who is in Beijing for the Olympics and and Erica, how does any of this make sense?
6: Well, Peter, first thanks for having me. It it's very complicated and I can um understand why there are a lot of very charged feelings about this, especially because we've seen similar situations and circumstances particularly by black women that don't seem to be Uh, offered the same amount of grace. But I have been of the opinion for quite some time that there are situations and circumstances when it comes to some of the drug testing policies that are not in the athlete's best interest. One of the main issues I have with this is the medal ceremony. Uh, You know, should this athlete go on and, and win a medal that that entire ceremony would be wiped and that puts a target on this you know 15 year olds back which uh, a part of the ruling apparently was because of her age and um thinking about her well-being and we've seen in the summer olympics that when an athlete is involved, even even after they've been approved to, to continue comp- to compete, if they're involved in something like this, other athletes can be very critical publicly and otherwise. So there's just a lot of, of elements here, including that I'm not sure that the IOC even knows what its own standards are, which is troubling.
1: Well, and and Valieva is scheduled to compete. Um, at, by the time you hear this, she will have competed in the women's single skate. And we heard already from not just, uh, the U S but, the, but, um, the, the U S Olympic committee and from Shakara Richardson, who went through a similar situation to your point, she was not allowed to compete after testing positive, not the same situation because she did not test positive for a performance enhancer. In some ways that makes this all the more confusing because, This positive test was for a theoretical performance enhancer.
6: Again, it it really makes no sense. There are larger conversations that need to be had when it comes to drug testing. And I do think that there is a world where athletes... Um, in particular, are put in a difficult situation. I mean, we're talking about ROC, not even the, the country name for a reason on that matter. Um, but yes, I think that that there really needs to be a look into this. And of course, other people are calling in the name of Castor Semenya and some other, at the time, teenagers who, because of natural levels of, of testosterone, were not allowed to compete. And then, of course, the comparisons um, to men who have natural you know, uh, just uh, just a different chemical balance of their body that it does impact and enhance their performance, but is not considered illegal or anything that provides a competitive advantage. Of course, thinking of Michael Phelps in that situation. So all in all, it's a messy situation. I feel for the athletes first and foremost. And I really hope that the um, IOC, the International Olympic Committee really starts looking at the rules and regulations they have in place, so they can mitigate some of the, quite honestly, uh, you know, disaster that this is becoming.
1: Coming up, what NFL team could go all in and win like the Rams? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you probably went pretty hard at your Super Bowl party on Sunday, I know I did pizza, wings, fries, boneless wings, bone-in wings, um, other other starters. We had mac and cheese bites. This week, maybe you want to eat a little healthier. Maybe you want to, you know, put some better stuff in your body, but you still want to eat things that taste great. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar, they're all covered in 100% chocolate, yet they're low-calorie, high-protein. They're, they're low in net carbs, low in sugar. They're delicious, but they're still fuel for your body. And when you go to built.com, you get 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. 15% off at built.com with the promo code LOCKED15.
0: Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day.
1: The LA Rams pushed all their chips into the middle, and it netted them a Super Bowl. Other teams have tried and failed, But other teams will inevitably try again. Joining me now from Locked On NFL and Locked On Saints, Ross Jackson. And Ross, this feels a little bit like the Arrested Development line. Some people delude themselves into thinking it'll work for them. And well, does it ever? No, but it might work for us. Is there a team out there that you think this could actually work for?
2: I'll tell you, there's one team that if they started the process right now in a couple of years could certainly get there, and it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And Mm. I think specifically starting with this offseason because they swindled. The Indianapolis Colts for a first round pick for Carson Wentz, the failed experiment, and we'll see how that all goes. But three first round picks. They've got two back to back, 15 and 16. They've got another one at 19. They have a 51 and they have an 83 in the first three rounds. And oh, by the way, they also have like three or two or three different fifth round picks as well. And then in 2023, they have every pick, but their sixth. So they are in a position right now to where instead of throwing spaghetti at the wall in the draft and hoping that something sticks, they could potentially make moves for some of these players that are going to be on the move on the market elsewhere so if they're able to do that and still win in the draft right they still have to get some things right you got to get your cooper cups you've got to get your aaron donalds you've got to get your Darius williams you have to get those guys but if they can do that then philly could absolutely start this process and have the fodder to start it here in 2022
1: yeah you go out and get russell wilson and all of a sudden you've got a, a pretty talented roster around them to go take this on and let's not forget Howie Roseman did this a couple of years ago <laughs> with the Eagles team that did win the Super Bowl. They were in cap hell for a year or two after that, and it has taken them a little while to dig themselves out. All right, let's take your locked on NFL hat off and put on your locked on Saints hat because mm-hmm. the Saints for three or four or 10 years tried to do this and push the salary cap out a little bit. What are the
2: dangers of trying to go all in if you fail? Well, the interesting thing when it comes to Saints is that the way that they did it to themselves was through free agency as opposed to through the trade market. So if you're doing it through the trade market and you're moving assets around, it's a little bit different Whereas, because you're inheriting other people's contracts in a way, and then maybe you're having to restructure contracts and things like that. So the Saints were able to do it in a way to where they were conscientiously making decisions based upon the contracts that they were negotiating with free agents, with in-house free agents, homegrown talent. So the danger of doing it is inheriting a contract from a bad GM, inheriting a contract from a a bad organization and not being able to make the adjustments that you need to make in order to keep yourself and your head above water when it comes to that NFL salary cap. So that would be the thing that I would caution it with any of these teams that do try to go the way that the Los Angeles Rams went this year or over the past few years.
1: And finally, Bryson DeChambeau says he isn't done playing on the PGA tour after reports surface Monday that DeChambeau told players at the Saudi international earlier this month that he wasn't playing in any more PGA tour events. He released a statement on social media in which he disputed that rumor saying there are many false reports going around by the media that are completely inaccurate. Any news regarding my health or playing schedule will come directly from me and my team only. This is just another inaccurate report. I look forward to getting healthy and seeing everyone soon. Coming up tomorrow, what NBA teams are gaining momentum heading into the NBA All-Star break? So at least until tomorrow. Stay locked on today.